The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. You are listening to the Fantasy Premier League edition of the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. And you will need to follow that account in order to find out how you join the SGPN Mini League for this season. And we have really levelled up the prizes. We are now giving prizes to the top four in this competition. So if you finish in the top four, you will win a prize. And first place is a choice between a signed jersey from either Phil Foden, Marcus Rashford, or Sadio Mane. So you'll have a choice of any one of those three. That's Phil Foden, Manchester City, Champions League jersey signed, Champions League winning jersey, treble winning jersey, Marcus Rashford, long sleeve, Manchester United shirt signed, bang on the number. All of these come with proof, by the way, or a Sadio Mane white Bayern Munich jersey. So they are the first place prizes. You'll have a choice of one of those. The Manchester United, Rashford and the Phil Foden are worth $600 each. And the Sadio Mane, I believe, is worth four fifty because obviously he didn't have a great season with Bayern Munich. But it's still Sadio Mane's signature. The second place prize will be a choice of a trading card signed by either Harry Kane, Virgil van Dijk or Bruno Fernandes. So you'll get a choice of one of those three trading cards Again, either one of these cards have an excess value of $250 and you'll have a choice of either one of those. And if you don't want these prizes and you're in the top two, you can trade these prizes for an SGPN gift card instead if you're in the US. So you can get a $250 SGPN gift card for first prize and a $125 SGPN gift card if you're in second place instead of these prizes. If you're not a memorabilia person, the third place prize will be a $100 SGPN gift card. And the fourth place prize will be a classic football jersey of your choice. So once you finish in fourth spot, you'll be given a list of jerseys to choose from. There'll be actually over 50 jerseys on the list, all classic football jerseys, and you'll be able to choose your jersey for finishing in fourth spot. So incredible prizes to choose from there. And uh, you'll get one of those if you finish in the top four. And to get all the details as to how you join, simply go to the Soccer Gambling Podcast Twitter account. That's at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Twitter account as well. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can also follow the Patreon account as well. The Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is the perfect place 
for the diehard DGEN. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize, plus a monthly SGPN Stories podcast, an ad-free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGENs. I myself I've nearly been here for a decade. I would have been here for a decade next July. There is even a Discord channel just for patrons. The Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out all of their picks for free. So there are no picks here on this service, but the Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate back, corporate gambling. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. I do actually sell my picks, but I only do that because I have a winning record for 121 months in a row. That's 121 months in a row of transparent and track profit. To get my picks, head over to lockbetting.com. If you want to do your research, check out my Twitter account. It is at lockbettingx. That's at lockbettingx. X. That's where you can see my monthly PL posted. The pin tweet on that account is always a monthly PL. You can do your research by looking at the month of June. If you want to do more extensive research, once it's no longer the pin tweet, those spreadsheets are all posted up on the lockbetting.com site. I encourage you, I urge you to go and do your research. Don't sign up to anything that I do. Don't pay over a penny for picks because you shouldn't be paying anyone for picks unless they have an incredible record, an incredible tracked and historical record of winning. And that's what I deliver. And you can see my spreadsheet over at lockbetting.com. So moving on with this year's edition of the Fantasy Premier League. As I said, all the entry details will be on the SGP Soccer Twitter account. But if you want to have a quick browse of the competition to see if you want to enter a team before you actually click the link and try to join, just go to fantasy.premierleague.com. That's fantasy.premierleague.com. So this year, it's no surprise to see who the top players are in the game, with Erling Haaland, as predicted, being the most expensive player in the game this season, priced up at £14 million. So you have a £100 million budget here for this game, and you have to pick 15 players. So you have to pick 15 players. That's the 11 players that start. And four substitutes as well. A substitute goalkeeper, a substitute defender, a substitute midfielder and a substitute attacker. Now, I can hear regular FPL players shouting at the podcast and saying, well, it doesn't have to be a substitute forward. It doesn't have to be a substitute defender. It doesn't have to be a substitute midfielder. Yes, that's correct. But I'm not trying to overcomplicate things at this point. The substitute goalkeeper is a substitute goalkeeper. But you can get away with playing just three defenders in this game. You could play three at the back and five in midfield and two up front. Or you could play four defenders, five in midfield and just one up front. You could play... Um, four at the back, four in midfield or two attackers. That's the way I kind of read it out when I was giving you the format. But you can pretty much do anything you want in order to gain as many points as you can. So on a certain week, if you have a bunch of defenders you think can all keep clean sheets because of the games that they have coming up, even though that doesn't really tend to work out when you're betting on the EPL or you're counting on something to happen in the EPL, you can just take five defenders and hope for five clean sheets. Or you can take defenders 
who are primarily from one single team. Therefore, you're just relying on that one team to keep a clean sheet. But remember, if you make more than one transfer per week, you will get minus four points. So you only get one free transfer per week. And if you make more than that, you are allowed to do it, but you will get minus four points taken off your total. So let's have a look at who we think we want to put in our team here. Who's a good idea? Well, there's different ways of looking at it and you can set all of these bars on the Fantasy Premier League site. You can look at the total points from last season where you'll see that David Raya from Brentford was the top scorer with 166 points ahead of Alisson who had 162. Nick Pope had 157, Saar had 148 and then Ramsdale had 143. It's quite a way down to Edison of Manchester City was the Premier League winning goalkeeper who has 121 and that's simply because of performance bonuses because if you get bonus points for saves or being one of the best three players in the game or getting an assist which goalkeepers can do especially goalkeepers like Allison, then you will be given more points. There's there's also points for saving a penalty as well. So it tells you here that Edison, despite having a number of clean sheets, didn't really have a very active season. So that could be something to consider. How busy is Edison going to be being a goalkeeper of Manchester City, who once again are the overwhelming favourites to win the EPL this season? Now, when I pick a goalkeeper... I don't really think that this is a massively important position for me because when you're looking at defenders, they can make assists, they can get themselves in the top three for the the man of the match award, they can get themselves in the top three and they can also keep a clean sheet as well, especially when you're looking at defenders like uh, Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold who can get crosses into the box and get a number of assists. That means that these types of players are more important. So I don't really believe in whacking a load of money down on your goalkeeper. Obviously, you want some clean sheets, but you want to balance it between not blowing the budget and um, and getting yourself a relatively decent goalkeeper. But the main thing is to get one who plays. Now, you may think there's not a significant difference between Allison and Edison for 5.5 million and perhaps taking a goalkeeper who's four and a half million pounds like uh, Gaeta of Crystal Palace or Neto of Bournemouth. But there is more of a difference than you think, as you'll find out later on when you are adding up your team, every million counts. I think for me, I'm going to be hoping that um, Raya does end up going to Arsenal because I think that Raya could end up being the first choice. And I think that he could repeat his stats from last season. I think he'll be relatively busy. And I think he could end up with a points total similar to what he got last season, especially when you're looking at Aaron Ramsdale, who was Arsenal's keeper last season and who may even be Arsenal's goalkeeper this season. There's no guarantee they're going to sign Raya. And even if they do, there's no guarantee he'll be the number one. But I just think you don't sign David Raya unless he's going to be your number one. I don't think you sign David Raya unless you're unhappy with something that you've seen in Aaron's, Aaron Ramsdale from last season. And he was responsible in the second half of the season for a number of goals that Arsenal conceded. I felt like he could have done better. And obviously Arteta feels like he could have done better. And that's why he's creating that competition. But for me, I just think that four and a half million is fine for a goalkeeper. I'd probably be looking at someone like um, Sanchez 
or steal from Brighton, depending on who's going to be the number one. You'll get more of a more of a feel for who's going to be number one as we approach the final week of the the final week before the start of the season. And I think that would probably be a better way to go. I just don't believe in dropping a load of money on your goalkeeper. I believe that the money should be spent elsewhere. And uh, as I said, every million does end up counting when you're playing this game. That's the most frustrating thing about it. You'll think you've got the perfect team and somewhere you need to take off half a million or a million pound and you're just scratching your head and banging your head against the wall at times, wondering how you're going to do it without changing everything that went behind picking that team in the first place. Before we move on to defenders... Let me just tell you who the most picked goalkeepers are by percentage. At the moment, it's Ariola of West Ham. And Ariola isn't even a guaranteed starter. But obviously, at the price of four million, people have implemented the same philosophy where they're looking to have the cheapest goalkeeper possible um, and hoping that he plays. After him, you get Ramsdale for five million. He's picked by 22.2%. Onana, United's new signing by 19.8%. Uh, Pickford, who's only 4.5 million, he's picked by 13.6%. And Edison has got 13.5% of people at 5.5 million. Uh, David Raya, who I was looking at, is uh, at 5 million with 8.9% of people picking him. While the other main goalkeeper of note that's probably worth discussing is Alisson of Liverpool. Liverpool defended very, very poorly last season and Alisson still did well to pick up a decent number of points, picking up 162 points. This season, he's been picked by 9.3% of people and he's at 5.5 million. So up next, we'll move on to the defenders. And um, I always find defenders really interesting, especially when we're in the era of a lot of teams playing wingbacks or fullbacks that push forward and try and get involved in attacks. Trent Alexander-Arnold is usually the most selected player, but he's usually also the most expensive. He's the most expensive again. And I think after last season's performance where his assist numbers went down and Liverpool weren't keeping clean sheets, people have decided that they've had enough of Trent and he's not worth the £8 million that they're asking for. He's at 28.5% still, so he hasn't completely dropped off. He's down to fourth, but he's usually a regular in the number one spot with um, Andy Robertson not too far behind him. And you have to go quite a ways down to find Robertson this season. He's nowhere near... Um, the top. He's at 3.8% actually and priced up at six and a half million. So the top defender in, as far as selection goes this season is Brighton's Purvis Estepinian. Estepinian is priced up at five million pounds and he's been selected by 51% of people. That's because last season he delivered 128 points. And this is why um, a defender is much more important than a goalkeeper. He also scored a goal and also got himself 11 assists as well. And he worked his way into that Brighton team. And he's expected to obviously play more games than he played last season as well. So he's obviously expected to get more points. That's what people are thinking here by going for him with um, 51% of people taking Estepinion as their defend- as a defender in their team. Behind him in second place is Trippier. He's 6.5 million. He's been picked by 35% of people. You know what you get with Trippier. You get a player who goes forward, who's able to create assists uh, because he likes to get crosses in. He also takes free kicks. And Newcastle are going to keep clean sheets as well. 
but six and a half million is a lot of money. 31% of people instead have gone for Luke Shaw. He also likes to get forward as well. The Man United will keep clean sheets, especially at home. But the problem with Luke Shaw is is that last season he was utilised as a centre-back, so he wasn't able to get forward and make those assists. So perhaps Luke Shaw could potentially put up more points than he did last season if he does get a full season at fullback. Luke Shaw wasn't among the top scorers last season. He only scored 124 points, although that was three more than Robertson, who scored 121. Trent, whilst having a bad season, did still score 156 points and was the third highest points getter from the defensive position, with Ben White also scoring 156. But Kieran Trippier, well out ahead at 198 points, thus justifying his 6.5 million price tag. I think Trippier would definitely be a selection for me. But I'd also go with Estepinian. I do think that the people who have selected these two of the top two have got it 100% right. Now, obviously, you don't just want to blindly go with the most selected players on the list. But I do feel it's worth investing in your defence because you do have that combination of clean sheets and potential assists as well. And I'm also going to advocate for Trent Alexander-Arnold. I do think he offers a little bit more value than usual this season because he's also going to be creating assists from the midfield position. I believe that Trent will get games in midfield. Now, I think that he will start the season as a right-back unless we see Liverpool doing business in the transfer market and going in for a right-back. But uh, I do think he will still be the right-back. But I do think he's going to get games in midfield. Therefore, he'll be able to provide a little bit more. He might be able to score some goals. And he'll definitely be on free-kick duty as well. So I do think the £8 million is justified. But that's obviously a big chunk of change. So you're going to have to save money somewhere. And that's where you could be potentially looking at some of these cheaper defenders to pad out your squad. Now, obviously, Esther Pinion, he is one of those defenders at five million. He isn't massively expensive. But I also think that Botman of Newcastle is a good purchase as well. Last season, he scored 129 points, didn't do anything in terms of scoring a goal, didn't provide any assists, but he is a defender who I expect to play. And Newcastle are a team who I do think are going to keep clean sheets. So at 4.5 million, he definitely is a decent selection to pad out your midfield. So that would certainly be someone that I would be looking at for next season. I also think it will be interesting to see who gets the nod at right back for Manchester United out of Diego Dallo and Aaron Wambasaka. Eric Ten Hag doesn't like to tinker with his team selection too much. And I think once he picks a number one fullback, that fullback is going to get plenty of game time in that position. Elsewhere, looking at Man United, I also think there's a little bit of value in Lissandra Martinez because I think he'll play slightly more games than Rafa Varane. Rafa Varane looks like a bargain at five million and he would be if you were picking the best players in the Premier League. But we know his injury record isn't great. But the good thing with Fantasy Premier League is you only need to play players while they're playing. An injury isn't a crisis for you like it is for the team because you can just get that player out and just get them back in when you need to. So it's not a crisis for you. If you think Varane's the player that you want and he's more likely to contribute with a goal along with a clean sheet and have better performances than Martinez, then maybe go for him at 5 million as well. 
Before we move on to the midfield, which I think is the most interesting position in the game, let me quickly tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and it's available in a ton of markets. Plus plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests. And of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $3 million. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use your promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's UnderdogFantasy.com and the promo code SGPN. So moving on to the midfield, and this is interesting for so many reasons. First of all, there are so many ways for midfielders to get points. They can get a point for a clean sheet. They can get points for good performances. They get points for assists. They get more points for scoring goals than attackers do, because I forgot to mention that. If a defender scores more goals, it's worth more points than a, mid- than a midfielder scoring goals. And a midfielder scoring more goals is worth more than an attacker scoring goals. So... You can get loads of points by picking the right midfielder. What's most interesting here is that a lot of the top wingers in the EPL, who play as forwards, in my opinions, have been listed as midfielders. Bakayo Saka is the most selected midfielder for this reason, with 54.6% of people deciding to invest quite a cheap 8.5 million in Saka with Rashford at 9 million and he could end up playing as the centre forward for Manchester United whilst Hoyland adapts to the EPL. He's been picked by 42.3% of people which is a bargain for 9 million in my opinion. Then you have Matoma of Brighton. He's been picked by uh, 37.4% of people. He's 6.5 million. Bruno Fernandes has 25.9% of people picking him for 8.5. Then Mo Salah lower down than usual. He's at 12 and a half million only been picked by 24.3% of people this season but again I think you would agree that Mo Salah is a forward so essentially your midfield could consist of Saka, Rashford and Salah and you would have three forwards who are likely to contribute as many goals as your second centre forward if you decide to go with a second centre forward. For me personally, that's not the way that I do things. I like to save my money with my forwards. I like to go with a packed midfield. I like to go with either five in midfield or five defenders and just go for the one striker and pick the best striker in the game. Now, usually that's up for debate as to who that would be, but I don't think this year any team should be without Erling Haaland. It's usually a case of choosing between if you go with Harry Kane or whether you go with a cheaper option like an Ivan Tony and really try to strengthen up with your midfield and defence. I don't think that tactic is in play anymore because you just can't have Haaland, not have Haaland in your team. He was so much of a guarantee last season. He was so prolific. He was so good for a goal nearly every single week and a plethora of hat-tricks as well. I think that he has to be included in every single team. So that's usually my tactic. I usually try to go with a couple of really strong defenders, in this case, Trippier and Trent Alexander-Arnold. I like to go with a super strong midfield. So I'm actually eyeing up all of Saka, Rashford and Salah and maybe even one of Odegaard or Foden as well. Foden, I expect to get a lot more game time this season. I think that Kevin De Bruyne is going to be rotated a lot more. I think that with Mares leaving and with Gundogan going as well, it leaves more of a spot for, for Foden. And I think at some point, this player has to get game time. You have to trust Foden to become a starter in your team. You did it with Jack Grealish last season. And Jack Grealish's season, I believe, was massively overhyped by people. I mean, his fantasy total alone 
tells you that his season was overblown by people. He got 121 points last season, um, five goals scored and 10 assists. For me, that isn't an incredible season from Jack Grealish. When you look at Foden, he managed to get 142 points. He scored 11 goals and had seven assists. And nobody was talking about Foden as much as they were talking about Grealish. And Foden can definitely improve on that with more game time. So for me, at 7.5 million, Foden is an automatic selection. And I will be putting them alongside the likes of Salah, Rashford and Saka. And then looking for a cheaper midfielder to pad out my midfield. Someone that can come in and rotate with my fifth defender. But for the striking options... As I said, I like to go with one. I like to go with one big name. It's usually for me a choice between Harry Kane or going with a, a lesser name and really, really packing out that midfield, giving me the money to have um, in the past a Mane and a Salah or a, or a Salah and a De Bruyne. But this year, I think there's such great value in Saka, Rashford, um, Odegaard and a number of other players who are actually wingers listed as midfielders that you can easily get yourself a very, very solid midfield without having to get a really, really cheap striker. But if you are going to go down the cheap striker route, if you're going to have just one striker that starts, then I would consider Darwin Nunes. He had a lot of chances last season. His conversion rate was poor, but they often say you have to be more concerned when you're not getting the chances at all. And he was getting the chances last season. Only 13% of people have gone for him at seven and a half million. But I do think he is a bargain. Christopher Nkuku is another one I expect to have a good season, but he's a player who should have been in midfield because I think he's going to play in the 10 role and he's been put up as a striker. And for me, that puts me off because he isn't going to be the centre forward. It's going to be Jackson of Chelsea. Nicholas Jackson is priced up at seven million with only 8.5% of people going for him. He's looked very good in the pre-season so far. Harry Kane for me is too expensive at 12.5 million. I also don't know if he's actually going to start the season in the EPL. He could be going to the Bundesliga. Only 12% of people have gone for him. But Erling Haaland, he's at 14 million and he's rightfully been selected by 86.3% of people. Last season, he was without a doubt the the best selection in the entire game, coming up with 272 points. Although it must be worth noting, he was only nine points ahead of Kane, who had 263. Then it's a big gap down to Ivan Tony. He'll come in later on in the season. He's initially priced up at 8 million, but he won't be able to play till he served this suspension. He got 182 points last season. So that's how I would be looking to do things. I like to go with the one striker and my other two strikers are usually substitutes that don't play. But if you do have a little bit of money lying around, if you don't have to pad out your forward line with £4.5 million strikers who aren't going to play, then I would probably be looking at Darwin Nunes. If you can't afford Darwin Nunes, I'd probably be looking to go with Antonio of West Ham because I still think he's going to get game time. I still think he's going to be selected ahead of Samaka. Another way to go could be looking lower down the table. Obviously, teams lower down the table are going to score less goals, but somebody's going to have to score their goals for them. So it could be worth looking lower down the table to see who your options are. One interesting name 
that stands out for me is Raul Jimenez. He's moved from Wolves to Fulham. Obviously, Wolves don't create a lot of chances, but Fulham are a very attacking team. And last season, Mitrovic had a very good season, but Mitrovic is adamant to go to the Saudi league right now. And it looks like he's not going to play for Fulham again. So those chances are going to go to somebody else and it could go to Raul Jimenez if he is the main striker for Fulham. Also at Burnley, They've got Wout Weghorst back. Now, Wout Weghorst couldn't do anything for Manchester United last season. It'll be interesting to see if he can do something for Burnley because that will be the ultimate case of the shirt being too big for the player. Obviously, there's a lot of pressure that comes with being at Man United and Weghorst got slaughtered while he was playing for United. But he is a player who scored goals before. We saw him score at the World Cup and he scored a lot of goals in Germany before he even signed for Burnley. He's obviously a player who struggles more in the Premier League than he did in the Bundesliga. But I do think there might be a player there and it'd be interesting to see if he is selected by Vincent Company and how he does if he is selected. But for me... Haaland is the automatic choice. I'm happy to go with Haaland as my only striker and take two nobodies for 4.5 million just because I have to pick him and hope that Haaland plays every single week and then put all of my money into my midfield and my defence and make sure I do get the names of Saka and Rashford and Salah and Trippier and Trent Alexander-Arnold into my team. So that's it for me and this FPL preview. Don't forget to join the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Mini League. You have a chance to win a bunch of great prizes and it's free to enter. Just look at the SGP Soccer Twitter account to see how you join. Once again, that's at SGP Soccer and the information will be on the pinned tweet if you want to join and be eligible for these prizes, prizes for any Anybody that finishes in the top four. And uh, as I said, if you're not into memorabilia and that's not your thing and you don't want to win some trading cards or you don't want to win a signed football shirt, even though you could probably sell it on for a lot more money than the alternative price, if you live in the USA, you can swap these over for an SGPN gift card for the SGPN store. It goes without saying the season is around the corner, therefore Futures Podcasts will be dropping. I'll be dropping Futures Podcasts for the EPL. There'll be two episodes previewing the UPL season, Serie A vice Gamesa Italia, a Bundesliga preview and a La Liga preview as well, along with a Manchester United season preview on BetMUFC. So subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast to make sure you never miss a show. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys, and thanks for listening.